0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, Jordan here. Welcome back to the Pitch Not So Perfect podcast. Uh, I just got home from conditioning. We've got a big week coming up for us against ASU. But first, as usual, let's run through the previous weekend. Um, This past weekend, we played at UCLA and had a rough series. We lost three close games. We had some really great moments and not so great moments. Uh, I think that's the one thing that is frustrating as a team is when you see the potential and have the opportunities to get what you want but then don't capitalize on those opportunities. So for example, having runners in scoring position and not cashing in or swinging at pitchers pitches or pitches that are out of the zone or as a pitcher knowing exactly what pitches to throw to get the hitter out and missing in the zone and giving up big hits. Or even getting behind in the count which allows the hitter to see more pitches and have an opportunity to hit a pitch more in the zone compared to the pitch that you wanna throw to get them out because now you're behind and have to throw it more through the zone. It can be frustrating because you know it's there, but you just didn't execute as a team, and good teams, like all the pack teams, uh, they capitalize on your missed opportunities just as much as they capitalize on the opportunities that arise on their end. Uh, The one thing about the pack, as I've mentioned before, is that it is absolutely grueling. You never have an easy weekend. You're constantly playing the toughest teams in the country, and I know Coach Lombardi has said this before, but it's like playing a Super Regional every single weekend, which, granted, helps prepare you for postseason, which is great, but it is definitely a tough, tough schedule, and season is—it can be difficult to go through at times. Uh, We talk about it all the time as a team, but finding ways to mentally— Uh, Be tougher when you hit rough patches during pack play is crucial because you can't allow those tough times to get to you or else you'll get stuck in those times and carry them over into the next weekend. You might go 0 for 13 on the weekend, but it doesn't matter because the next weekend is going to be just as tough and it's about going hard and making adjustments. Needed throughout the next week to prepare for the upcoming series. You might go eight for 13 that next weekend. You just never know. But you can't move forward and get that opportunity to do better the next weekend unless you flush the previous one. And same thing with pitching. I mean, you might have a really rough weekend, give up some runs, miss a lot of spots, whatever it may be. It just was not your weekend, but it doesn't matter. You can't sit there and think about that or hold on to that because the next weekend your team might need you. Um, for example, just bringing up Cal last weekend. Uh, As I mentioned in the previous podcast, you know, kind of having some things figured out and feeling like things were going really well. uh, Ended up giving up a couple runs and ended up not throwing until the bottom of the seventh in the next game with two outs, bases loaded, tying run on third. But I had a new opportunity and I couldn't think about the previous day. I had to think about that moment and that moment was getting that last out to finish the series. Uh, I think that's one team that this team particularly does very well is flushing the past and focusing on the next task at hand. And we have faced tons and tons of adversity throughout my time here, and we always find a way to keep pushing forward and learn from it. So I'm looking forward to seeing how we respond this weekend as it's going to be a tough series playing a good ASU team at home. Uh, We play Friday at 5 on ESPN2, Saturday at 6 on Pac-12 Networks, and Sunday at 12 o'clock on ESPN News. All of those times are West Coast time, so if you're on the East Coast listening to this, make sure to keep that in mind. We're hoping for better weather than it says right now, but it is Oregon, so you honestly never know. (laughs) I swear the weather changes by the hour here, but... Anyways, let's get into today's topic of conversation. We're going to get a little deep here and talk about last season, which was an extremely difficult time for me. Before we do that, we do have to backtrack a little bit so you can understand more as to how it is that I got to that point. So let's start with the end of 2019 going into the 2020 season. So after 2019, uh, that was the year that I was through all of those innings and, you know, was pretty much the only pitcher on the team and whatnot, and that was our first year here as a team under Coach Lombardi. It was obviously very tough mentally and physically. We didn't have a really big roster, and it was just a lot going on. Uh, But once that season was over with, I took a month off uh something that I usually do after season is over just because you know you're throwing so much and especially with me that year throwing as many innings as I did but I was looking forward to the next season because we had some transfers coming in like Brooke and Samaria and then McKenna was coming in as a freshman as well so we were going to have a staff so that summer it was my opportunity to get better and rest, but also adjust a few things that I needed to adjust as far as what I wanted to do to get better. So for me, growing up, I've always been kind of known as being effectively wild. (laughs) And uh, you could still kind of see that a little bit. uh, My first year here, I don't even know why I said a little bit, you could definitely see that. But uh, it was one of those things that Coach Lombardi and I get kind of talked about and we wanted to kind of eliminate a little bit. We wanted to be more particular with my spots, uh, have more control over what I was doing. And with us having a pitching staff and me being able to not have to throw every single inning, it was going to give me the opportunity to be fresh more um, in each appearance that I would make, which was nice because... A lot of times when you get tired and you're exhausted, you lose some of those mechanics or you lose some of those things that allow you to be more consistent and whatnot. So that was going to obviously give me more of an opportunity to do what I needed to do, but also I needed to work on those things myself as well. It wasn't just going to magically go away just because we had more pitchers on the staff now. So that is something that I worked extremely hard on over the summer of 2019, and coming into the fall, I felt better than I had probably ever felt. Um, I felt like my ball was spinning more true. It was breaking a ton. I had more control over it. Everything seemed to be going as planned. Um, and then in the fall of 2019, I did suffer a little bit of just a nagging injury. I had an issue with my groin. And that kind of limited me playing in the fall season, I guess you could say, than when we are playing Um, some more local teams and just doing a lot of inter-squad scrimmages and stuff. I I wasn't really able to go full at that time, but throughout the fall and the winter I got healthy and that led to the 2020 season, which we started off really great. I want to say our record was 22-2 and before COVID hit, but you could really see that this team had a lot going for them. We were not the same team that we were last year, and it was exciting, and we felt like we were really in a good spot to kind of take control of the things we needed to do, and we were going into the first weekend of pack play, and of course, that is when COVID hit, so we never even got to start um, our pack 12 play that year, which was super frustrating and unfortunate, and it was heartbreaking because... You know, after everything that we had gone through that first year, to kind of see all of it just kind of disappear like that because of the pandemic, of course, it was a little upsetting and heartbreaking to kind of just put everything to a halt. But it made this team very hungry and we wanted to do something, you know, more. It was like we weren't finished, we had unfinished business. So uh, I stayed in Eugene throughout that summer of the pandemic. Um, I. Was by myself, you know, minus Ariel. She's from Eugene, but uh, I went to Coach Lombardi's house for Easter. Uh, there, There, she invited me over for Easter, and I remember we were talking about, you know my career and my goals and what I wanted to do and things that we needed to kind of adjust to help get this team to the level that we wanted it to get it to and we were talking about same thing the consistency piece and staying healthy all of those things so it just you know motivated me to continue improving on that because uh, in the short season that we did have in 2020 I think I was Third in the Pac-12 in uh, strikeout to walk ratio, you could really see that I had adjusted and improved on my inconsistencies as far as locations and walks and hit by pitches and whatnot. And that was exciting because you could see that my hard work had paid off, but at the same time, I felt like I wasn't getting the strikeouts that I used to get. And so I felt like my ball wasn't moving as much as it used to maybe. It was kind of like a mental thing I didn't know if it was intentional or, you know, exactly what was going on, but that was something that I had expressed to her. And I really wanted to still have the movement and the break and the swing and misses that I had in my first year, but with a more consistent aspect to it, to where we still eliminated those walks and hit-by-pitches like I did in that 2020 season. And so we were trying to find that happy medium, I guess. So that whole summer, I was trying to figure that out And that is when things kind of started to kind of fall backwards for me and go in the wrong direction. Um, This is kind of something that's a little difficult to talk about. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys because it is something that was very difficult for me to go through, Um, especially because in the moment I didn't exactly know that I was going through it until I was quite literally at the bottom. But uh, we went into that fall of that 2020 year uh, right before the 2021 season, and I felt like I just was not myself. It was like you know I was so obsessed with this idea of being consistent and hitting spots and being perfect almost, and it was something that I didn't really realize I was doing. Uh, but you could kind of see it as I was playing. It just I wasn't myself. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't getting the swing and misses that I wanted, but at the same time, I still was kind of struggling with some control more than I had in the previous year, which was a little bit confusing. And I, I didn't think I had a bad fall. I felt like I, you know, was kind of blind to my mistakes or my not so great successes. I felt like I was taking the little things and being like, well, I hit my spots, so so I'm doing well, I'm hitting my spots, I'm hitting my spots. But the reality of it was, I might have been hitting a spot but the ball wasn't moving anymore and it was because I was trying to control so much of what I was doing that I wasn't allowing myself to play freely anymore and with that being said as the season was going on um, after that first weekend pretty much you saw I pitched pretty much never um and I don't even know how many innings I ended up having I think I maybe had 12 or 14 but it was something that I didn't really realize I was going through. I thought that it was more of an issue of like, well, why am I not playing? Like, what's going on? Like, I feel like I'm doing well in practice. Why is this an issue? Or even kind of blaming it on other pitchers as well as like, you know, if they had a bad day at practice, why was it okay for them to continue to pitch the next day in a game? You know, it was like, I was very confused and I began to get frustrated and I kept asking and kept talking to Coach Lombardi. I was having meetings with her and all these different things, just like what's going on, like why am I not throwing, what do I need to do to throw, what do I need to do to get better, like what's going on, like I'm just, I'm genuinely confused because I feel like I'm doing well, I feel like I'm hitting my spots, but I'm not getting the opportunities that I've that I had deserved and it was pretty much the same response every time was you know like just keep working like we need to you know get your ball moving a little bit more we need to you know continue to work on those spots and just stay the course stay working your opportunities are going to come your opportunities are going to come and when my opportunities did come I felt like I was ready I felt like I was good to go I felt like you know I was in a good place but every time those opportunities would come and I would go to pitch um with the exception of maybe two games, I was giving up some pretty big hits. I was missing, missing pretty big. Um, it wasn't like I was missing my spots big. It just was more of like my ball literally was not moving. And I didn't know why. I felt like my spin was right. I felt like I was doing everything right, but it just wasn't working. And it started to quite literally drive me insane. And I didn't know why. I felt like I had forgotten how to pitch. I felt like I just didn't have it anymore. I even began to blame my first year here and all the innings and the toll that that took on my body and my mentality, I I started to blame it on that. I started to blame it on the coaches. I started to blame it on literally everything you could possibly think of. I began to think, well, if it wasn't for that first year, then I would be healthier and I would be able to throw better now. I just don't have it anymore. Like I'm, my body can't take what I want to do and do it correctly anymore. It was, It was very, very frustrating and I began to isolate myself uh, because I didn't really know what was going on and I had no control over who I was or my opportunities anymore, I felt like. Um, And with me isolating myself, it felt like I was just in this hole of like, nobody cared, nobody wanted to help. It was like everybody obviously you know, was focused on the game and the season and the team, which, you know, is exactly what you're supposed to do. Like as a team, you're supposed to focus on the next series, you're supposed to focus on getting better, you're supposed to focus on, you know, yourself as a player and getting better, but also like what the overall team needs. And to me, I felt like everyone had kind of forgotten about me or given up on me. It was like everyone knew I wasn't going to be throwing that weekend because I wasn't going to go in um, and I just felt invisible and for me when I first transferred out here I gained a lot more of a following than I did at my previous school. Oregon has a huge fan base and I was fortunate enough to gain a lot of recognition from that first year being the only pitcher here and all the media attention that Oregon was getting that year anyways so I felt like my platform was all strictly softball based it was like they didn't know anything else about me besides softball and so with me not having softball anymore it was like I wasn't playing I was seeing comments about you know why isn't Jordan playing put Jordan in why isn't why isn't she playing is something wrong is she hurt is she this is she that there were so many different things going on on social media and it started to really get into my head and it started to kind of fuel that frustration as well because I was seeing you know some fans like put Jordan in or why isn't Jordan throwing and I'm like yeah why am I not throwing and it got to the point where I had to start limiting my social media usage I was putting time limits on my apps deleting apps I remember there was one point in that year that I felt so embarrassed because I didn't have an answer for anybody because I didn't even have an answer for myself that I started to delete all of the Oregon softball pictures that I had on my pages because I just felt like I wasn't deserving of having those on my platform because I wasn't playing and I saw my followers drop I saw. You know, even some comments of, you know, maybe she doesn't have it anymore or, you know, everybody else is just, you know, surpassing her. She's just she doesn't have it. She doesn't have it. And that made me start to question my identity because all I had ever known, especially since I had came out to Oregon, but even growing up was success and support and softball. And that was it. And so for me to not have that anymore And to feel alone and feel confused as to who I even was was really terrible. I mean, like, I, you know, I would come home and just go to sleep. I wasn't doing my homework. I would show up to practice, and it was like I didn't want to be there. And that was hard because softball was the one thing that I was super passionate about and I loved and I wanted to be successful in, and I I love my teammates, I loved my coaches, I loved everything about this school, but at that time, I hated all of it, and I was miserable. And one of my favorite things to do outside of softball is workout. I love lifting, I love even running now, I love being in shape and being active, and my favorite part of every single day ever since I've been in college has always been lifting. And running and just doing the conditionings and weights and everything like that. And I think when I really started to see that I was genuinely struggling was when I would start to wake up and not even want to go to those. Um, You know, those were my favorite parts of the day. And it got to the point to where I didn't want to even go to weights. I didn't want to go to conditioning. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to sleep. And I just wanted to stay in bed. And my grades suffered that term for it, um, for sure. Uh, and that was kind of hard to see. But at the time, I didn't care. You know, it was like, whatever, like, why bother? And it was difficult to look at my teammates and be around my teammates and see them happy or succeeding and doing the things that they wanted to do while I was struggling so bad which was hard because it felt selfish it felt um childish it felt immature it felt all these bad things like I just I literally can't even begin to describe how terrible I felt not only about myself but about the way I was starting to feel towards other people and I mean like I mentioned earlier I mean I even began to blame it on coach Lombardi and coach Lang and the staff and I was like I remember there was this one point and forgive me, Coach Lombardi, if you're listening to this, there was one point during that time that I remember being so angry with them that I felt like, you know, she had only recruited me to kind of save that year and be there that year. And then after that one year, it was like, okay, I'm going to get the people I actually want in here here and you know, looking back, it was like, that was such a terrible thing to think, like, especially after everything that Coach Lombardi has done for me, and the relationship that I have with her, and everything that we have gone through together, me and her specifically, I mean, I was her first recruit here at Oregon, and all the struggles we went through that first year to allow this program to be at the level that it is now, and even that last year, and for me to even think of those things, and Talk like that to myself in my head about her and Coach Lang. It was, it was, it's heartbreaking to look back at because I know that wasn't me. It was, you know, the depression and the confusion and the frustration that I had had. And it's, it's hard to talk about, like I mentioned, but I think it's important to bring it up because they're real. And your feelings are real. Your feelings are valid anytime you're going through things like this and you're struggling. So it's, I think it's important to acknowledge that and recognize that. But, you know, I just, I kept trying to figure it out and figure it out and figure it out. And I remember there was a point in the season where our pitching staff, we kind of struggled a little bit. Um, We were not really pitching at the level we wanted to pitch at and I was getting more frustrated at that moment because I just remember thinking to myself well if you put me in at least I would compete and I would compete because the biggest thing that the coaches kept telling us um, as a pitching staff was it seemed like we weren't competing we needed to compete we needed to do what we needed to do we needed to go out there and fight and compete and just have this like absolute dogfight mentality out there and they felt as a pitching staff we weren't having it during those, I think it was maybe two weeks of Pac-12 play, where we kind of struggled a bit, and I was just beyond frustrated, because I was like, that's the one thing that's always made me me, is my dogfight mentality, my competitiveness, that edge that I've always had, my demeanor, and I felt like, even though I didn't fully have it physically at the moment, and I didn't understand why, I at least had that one piece that they were begging for, and it was frustrating, and I remember there was a point in that season where, I mean, honestly, you could have told me to go stand out in the middle of the road and not move, and I would have done it, no questions asked. I mean, it was difficult um, to look back on and think of because that's something that I never in a million years ever would have thought that I would even think to cross my mind, but that was something, you know, looking back, I mean, if you told me to do it, I would have done it. And it's not something where it was like I had suicidal thoughts or anything like that by any means, but I began to feel very reckless. It's like I didn't care what happened to me. So it was like, like I said, you tell me to go stand in the middle of the street, I'll say, okay, sounds good. See you when I see you. You know, it was just very difficult and very frustrating and that reckless feeling, it was like I lost all control. But throughout the time, it forced me to, one, learn who I am outside of an athlete and that took some time. Um, Obviously that didn't happen just in that season. It took the summer following the season to kind of figure a lot of that stuff out and really embrace who I am off the field and learn who I am off the field and understand my value as a person and my worth without softball because that's something that I did not have going into that year which is why I lost so much of myself um, and was in such a dark space is because all I had ever known about myself was softball and so for me to not have that it forced me to figure some other things out among myself I mean but going back to that season I remember we we got sent to Texas for the regional and that weekend was obviously super hectic with all the rain delays and you know the previous coaching staff being at Texas and some of the players and just everything that like I mean. I hate to say it, but I just feel like the committee did that just for the drama. I think everybody knows that, Um, which was frustrating for some of the girls who had been here before Coach Lombardi and played under that staff and, you know, everything. I just think it was very frustrating for all of them uh, to kind of have their season be put into the hands of people that were just looking for views and attention as far as the media goes for that matchup. Um, But I remember... That weekend, this team always talks about it to this day, how close we felt as a team that weekend and how we really bonded together and we had fun. It was like the most fun we had had probably all season, like during those rain delays, singing and dancing and jumping around and doing all these different things. And I felt like I wasn't a part of that. You know, I was just kind of sitting there watching everybody. I I didn't feel like I was there. I just felt like I was just kind of just present physically, but I wasn't mentally there. And it sucked, because I feel like as a teammate, that's really shitty. Um, Excuse my French, but it, it just was not a good thing for me to feel, especially after all the hard work that my teammates had put in, and how much everybody wanted it. And it was heartbreaking for me to not even feel that for them. Like, it just was very difficult for me to process and understand. And I remember... As bad as it sounds, I just remember, I think it was after the second day of that regional. It was maybe 2 a.m. by the time we had gotten back to the hotel. And I asked Coach Lang if I could meet with her. Um, because at this point, you know, like I said, I was blaming everybody but myself. And I, one of those people, of course, was Coach Lombardi. So I felt like I needed to talk to Coach Lang. And so I met with her in the team room at like 2 a.m. And I just bawled my eyes out, absolutely bawled my eyes out and was just telling her I can't do this anymore. You know, I I don't even know if I want to play anymore. I'm just miserable. It's just not fair. I don't know why this is happening to me. I don't know why I am not good anymore. Like I just was absolutely just bawling my eyes out, just opening up and finally like truly talking to somebody about how I felt and what was going on. And uh, I had decided that I was going to play in the Florida Gulf Coast Summer League that summer, and I remember as I was going through uh, these issues and whatnot and struggling, I remember in the middle of it, I didn't even know if I wanted to go do that because I just hated softball so much, and I didn't want to be around it. I didn't want to throw. I didn't want to play softball. Like, I just literally didn't want to be around it, and I remember telling Coach Lang, like, I don't want to go anymore. I don't want to go this summer. I don't want to do it. I'm miserable. I'm absolutely broken. Like, I don't even know if I want to come back and play, I said, but I I feel like I have to. Like, I feel like that's my last chance to figure things out, and she, you know, agreed with me. She said, you know, Jordan, I don't know why these things are happening to you, and it breaks my heart that they are, and I wish I could fix it, and I wish I could make things better for you, but I can't, you know, like... You know, it is what it is, but she says, you need to go to Florida, and I'm glad you're still choosing to go to Florida. I think that's going to be an opportunity for you to get innings that you obviously didn't get this year, but two, it'll give you an opportunity to start over and just start fresh and go have fun playing softball again. And so going into the next day, which was our last day when we lost out, like I remember when we lost out, you know, my heart broke for those girls on this team because I knew how hard they had worked and I knew how much it meant to them. But at the same time, I had this feeling of thank God it's over. Like this season's over. I made it through. Like I didn't even think I was going to make it through that season. And for the season to finally be over, it was like a sigh of relief. It was like, okay, I'm done. Like, this is it. Like I'm done. I got through it. I can start fresh this summer. I but like before this summer, obviously, like I would have a couple weeks off before I had to head to Florida. And so that was like the turning point, I feel like, or at least the first turning point of that year for me was when season was over, it was like a sigh of relief that I had survived, I had gotten through it. And going into that summer, it was like, I had this pressure of trying to figure things out. I had to figure things out. I had to figure out how to pitch again. I had to figure out what was wrong because this upcoming year was my last year. And I think that was another thing that made last year so difficult for me was last year was supposed to be my senior year. You know, it was my fourth year. It was supposed to be my senior year. So to think that if it wasn't for COVID happening, that would have been how I ended my career. And that broke me because I was like, there's no way that I ever wanted to go out like that. And so this summer, I just felt this, once again, overwhelming pressure, in a sense, to figure things out, and I was trying and trying and trying, and there were times where you could see that I figured it out, and there were times where you could see that I clearly was still struggling mentally, like I was in my head and trying to force things and whatnot, but... Throughout that summer, you could see that things started to get better and better and better because I think it was more of the fun aspect. It was like the games, you know, it's summer ball. You want to win the games, but you're out there having fun. You're out there to get reps. You're out there to get healthy if you were hurt and you're playing in that Um, summer league because you want to get back healthy and get more reps. You're out there because you didn't get the playing time that you wanted and you want to get more playing times and improve. You're out there just to have fun and play softball. Maybe you're a star at the school you were at and you want to just go play summer ball and have fun. And the fun aspect of it started to really kind of take the charge, I guess, in my development of getting out of that hole. And I was fortunate enough to be on the... Um, slice. And we uh, were probably one of the more crazier, fun, goofy teams that were there. I mean, I feel like we were always doing something. And being around those girls and seeing how easy it was for them to flush things. It was like, you know, this is we're here to get better. We're here to get reps, we're here to have fun. And so at the end of the day, like, it didn't matter, you know, and that kind of helped me kind of get that mentality of like, just go have fun and go play, go play free, go play go play like you usually do, go play like you want to, like just be you, and once I made the all-star team to play against the Pride, uh, at the very end of that season, I remember talking to uh, Jalen Ford, who plays for the Pride, I think I've mentioned this in one of my previous uh, episodes, but I remember talking to her and Gina um, Snyder, who's now Gina Young, Uh, She was my coach for The Slice, but I remember talking to them about trying to figure out why I was in that hole for so long and how difficult it was for me, and Jalen, you know, telling me, you know, she's kept up with me in my career. We played in the same travel organization under the same coach, and um, just kind of saying, like, you know, the both of them telling me, you can't control movement. You can only control where it starts, and that was the second major turning point for me and it was like a light bulb went off in my head like I've mentioned and when I came back from the summer league and went home for a little bit before I came back out to Oregon that was my main focus was don't worry about where the ball goes but just focus on where you want to start the ball and that's when I started to kind of see myself become me again and that's kind of how I got out of my rut I mean it's not like it was just a switch and it was like boom one day I wasn't in it I mean I still struggled with it a little bit in the fall um here and there uh not as much by any means as I did the year before or during the summer but it was something that you know every now and then like would kind of come back it was like in the back of my head I just kept thinking I don't want to have another year like last year I don't want to have another year like last year like this is it this is my last year I have to I have to do well, I have to do this. And like Coach Lombardi just kept staying there right with me and telling me, you know, you can't think like that. Because when you think like that, you're thinking about the past, you're thinking about, you know, things that you can't change anymore, like you need to embrace this last year. And in order to do the things that you want to do and go out the way that you want to go out, you have to focus on right now. And Throughout the fall, you could see, like I said, there were days that were good and there were days that were bad, but you could see that I was getting out of it. You could see that that conversation that I had had with Jalen and Gina and that how that affected me and how that was changing the way that I was looking at myself as a pitcher. And you could see me get my mojo back in a sense. You could see me get my confidence back. You could see me get my competitive edge, my drive, my demeanor on the mound you could see all of those things come back you could see the movement come back on my pitches and not only all of that but you could see my changeup become so much more consistent as well and it just like eventually like it was a point where I was like yeah like I am good enough I am good enough to be here I am good enough to play at this level I'm good enough to compete I'm good enough to win I'm good enough to be me and I'm good enough to do all of this unapologetically without any fear of what's going to happen and It took time, I mean, by all means, but uh, as much as I wish I could go back and tell myself these things before all of that happened, you know, I'm definitely a strong believer in God has a plan, and that year forced me to learn more about myself than probably any other year of my life, Um, you know, outside of softball and even in softball as well. Like, it forced me to really dig deep and break down... Every single thing about me, and learn who I am and why I am the way I am, and what makes me the way I am, what makes me happy, what doesn't make me happy. Even getting rid of some of those distractions, or you know, bad thoughts, or negative feelings, whatever it may be, it allowed me to get past all of that and learn more about that and understand who I am. And it's given me an opportunity to also. Not take for granted the moments that I do have on this field because I mean, as of right now, we're in April. I mean, the World Series is what the weekend of June eleventh, maybe or something like that. So I, I don't have a lot of time left in college softball, which, which you know sucks. You know, because I wish you know I could play forever. I feel like anybody does, but at the same time, it's giving me an opportunity to embrace each moment and each each opportunity that I do get and allow myself to enjoy those moments whether they're good or bad, you know, enjoy and take advantage of those opportunities and those memories and play at my fullest potential. And, you know, even this year, I feel like I have not fully played to the level that I think I am capable of playing. I think there's a lot of things that I am still continuing to work on, but I think what is allowing me to get through it and continue to improve each and every weekend is embracing that opportunity and not living or dying on one performance. And I think that's something that I hope all of you can take away from this. I mean, like I said, this was extremely difficult for me to talk about. There's some things that, you know, I regret thinking or saying throughout that year, but I feel like it's important to bring them up and mention them and acknowledge them because I'm sure there's people out there that have probably thought similar thoughts or felt similar feelings and uh, I just want you guys to know that it's it's okay to, to feel those ways when you're frustrated and when you're struggling. But I think another thing, too, is understanding that um, I wish that I could go back and ask for help sooner. I wish that I could go back and enjoy and love on my teammates a little bit more that year because... Me struggling as bad as I did did not allow me to be the teammate that I needed to be. Me struggling as bad as I did did not allow me to be the friend that I needed to be or the daughter that I needed to be or the sister that I needed to be. Um, I, I wish I could go back and be better for them as far as being present for them and supporting them and loving them. And, you know, if you're going through something like that, I think it's, it's important to acknowledge like, you know, when you need help, you need help. And... When you're struggling, there are people out there that love and care about you that want to help. And it is okay to ask for help. But that is all I have for today. I know this one was definitely a lot longer than the usual ones and it was a lot. uh, But if y'all have any questions, comments, or requests as to what more you'd like to hear or even any guests that you'd like to have on here, please make sure to reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter while you're at it for updates on when I post. And don't forget to check us out this weekend at the Jane against ASU. But I'll talk to you guys soon.